Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Hello, you're listening to the Sweet Baby O podcast. I'm Lynn Browder, and I have a son, Owen, who's 10 and has autism. I started doing this podcast about our journey to share our victories and how we get through our challenges. And it's a lot about my emotions, a lot about my emotions, (laughs) That's pretty much about everything, my emotions. I always say autism is as much about how I handle it as it is about Owen having it. That's daunting sometimes because Owen communicates in the way he understands, the way that he comprehends something. Some of it is learned behavior or behaviors that once he's progressed through something, it is the way he does it or the way he sees it. Plus, then you add in routine and the way I handle something. He can read me like a book and he can read me like a book quickly. Then he takes that information, stores it in his brain, and uses it down this road. That's one of the things that's kind of hard to um, navigate sometimes. When he has pulled out something that is months old, years old, years and years and years old, He will bring it back. He knows so much and remembers so many things that it's hard for me sometimes to even know why we're in this moment. He got upset the other day because there were no bananas on my counter. (laughs) Now I'm laughing because bananas are a meltdown food and... I will go through spurts where I put bananas on the counter so that he sees them. We've worked through them. Uh, we've, over the years, many people have helped us to get past this where a single banana would cause him to have hours upon hours of a meltdown, just on the floor, screaming, crying, talking about the banana. So the other day, there were no bananas on my counter, and yet he continued to talk about the fact that there were no bananas on my counter, and that in itself caused him to go into a huge meltdown, several hours of a meltdown. So this is what's hard, because... The times that you think that there's nothing that's going to stop you in your tracks, 
there's something that's going to stop you in your tracks. And I guess that's kind of like life because you have to push forward. You have to figure it out, move past those moments in time and go forward. Well, here we are, no bananas. And my son is having a meltdown because there are no bananas on the counter. You have to breathe. (laughs) You have to breathe. You have to breathe. You have to breathe. You have to teach them to breathe. You have to teach them how to control their emotions. And like I tell Owen all the time, his emotions are valid. His feelings are valid. His thoughts are valid. The problem is for all of us that when we put our emotions, our feelings, our things on someone else, and they don't have the same feeling, same grip of that moment, it doesn't translate. It doesn't work the same way. It doesn't put their emotions any less or any more than what your emotions are. They are just not connecting with the fact that Bananas should have been on the counter when they weren't. Bananas should not ever be on the counter because they shouldn't. Whatever the scenario is, blue pants, blue pants, more blue pants, and some more blue pants. It's hard. It's hard to know what is going to set Owen off and why why the moments are going to take that time to kind of progress forward. It's a roller coaster right now for him with blue pants because this is going on. I've lost even track two years now almost um, that we are in this blue pant world. And he is now gotten to the point where he looks at somebody, he bends down and he walks up to them and looks back at me and will say about that he's not supposed to touch their legs because he will literally walk up to a stranger, sit down on the floor or lean down on the floor and try to pull up their pant leg. Now, this isn't really something that you're supposed to do, but when you're out walking, And generally, I'm holding Owen's hands, but it depends on the circumstance of where we are or what we're doing. He's not always standing right next to me. If we're in a crowd of people that, you know, we, I know, or or something that he's in a, a, a location that he may not necessarily know everybody, but we're, we're all there together. So when he does this, You know, it's like, do you over-explain, under-explain, not explain enough, just let it be a kid? Do you, what, where do you say, okay, this is Owen, or this is Owen because Owen has autism, or this is Owen because Owen is 10, going to be 11? You know, what, which scenario, or do you just keep walking? (laughs) You know, that it's, And it's not just one time, it can be 10 times, it can be 20 times in a matter of just a few minutes. I breathe, 
and I breathe and I count to 10 and I take all of the advice, not very well sometimes, just like Owen, not very well sometimes, and try to make it work for the moment we are in. Today was an exciting day. Today was a very exciting day. He asked to go bowling. Now, I didn't know for sure once we got to the bowling alley if we would actually bowl or if he would want to come right back home or if he wanted to do something else. But we haven't gone bowling um we went probably six months to a year ago. All the days seemed to be blending together. He randomly wanted to go after we had gone to one of his therapy sessions. And I was like, okay, we're going. And so he wanted to go then and enjoyed it, loved it. And then he didn't want to go back again until today. And when... He, Years ago, we had his birthday party at this bowling alley. And I had been talking to him about how old he's going to be and what his birth date is. This triggered that he remembered about the bowling alley with his birthday party. It's been, I think, like about four years now since he's had that party, but because he doesn't forget anything, I wish my memory worked this well, because he doesn't forget a thing, he remembered that the birthday party was at the bowling alley, and he immediately, when we were at home a couple days ago, he wanted to start playing the Wii Bowling, and he got on there, and for an hour and a half, he bowled. And he was getting like scores like in the 140s, 50s, 150s, something like this. And he bowled and he bowled and he bowled and he bowled and he bowled. And then, you know, he said he wanted to go um, to real bowling, real bowling out in the world. And I was so excited because he just, he hadn't done it in so long. And we were going every single Saturday for a long time. And then when the pandemic hit, we couldn't go. And then we started going again after the the restrictions were released, but it just wasn't the same for him. And he didn't want to go. It, It was just, he stopped wanting to go. And, you know, there's a thing where you push your child to do something or you have to make them, you know, learn certain things or or work with them on their homework or skills or whatever it is. You can't just let them not do certain things. But bowling was one of those that I liked doing it. He liked doing it. But I also didn't want to make him then do something that he didn't want to. It's hard to make Owen do things that he doesn't want to do. When he wants an objective like his tablet or something else, like the last couple mornings, he needed to put his clothes on so that we could get out to the bus and get going. He spent 20 minutes telling me that he wasn't 
going to put his clothes on because he wanted his tablet, but he also didn't want to stay home from school. He wanted to go to school. And so trying to reason through with him that if he stopped yelling at me and went and got dressed, he would then be with his tablet for the 20 minutes that he stood there and wouldn't completely get dressed. Day two of this, day two of where we're at with the clothing. So I'm really not sure what's setting that off or what's changing how he's feeling about, you know, his routine in the morning. So we'll see how day three is, but it's, it's hard to get him to do something because of those repetitive repetitive behaviors, that routine that makes him need to say the same thing 20, 30, 40, 100 times, ask repetitively, talk about it repetitively, bring it up again once he's already squashed it, turned it off, changed it. And he's gotten to the point where he'll now say um, that we don't talk about that. He says, we don't talk about it. And he knows that he's said it, you know, the five times and that's done. But he also doesn't say those things and still continues to go through those moments where he's got to say what he has to say over and over again. This is hard to know when you ignore when you push the, you know the the envelope to the next level when you take all of that and just kind of you know say okay the rules be gone and try something else how do you push a child to do certain things certain ways and stop repeating themselves when that is how he kind of gains control of the situation. Or in my eyes, that's how he kind of gains his control of the situation. It's it's a behavior, but it's also part of the way he is learning to process things. I am not a big fan of having him say the same thing over a hundred times, 20 times, 10 times, and especially when he's screaming about it or screaming at me about it. But I don't know how to change it. I don't know how to make that be something that we're done with (laughs) and how to say, okay, you know, here you are, let's breathe through this. Because Even if I have him breathe through these things, if I change the subject, if I say we can't talk about that anymore, he will let it go sometimes. But then when we move forward to the next step or we do have to do that skill or go to wherever it was he was talking about, it still comes back. It still comes back and he will still repeat that same phrase or that same moment or that same thing. We had a power outage 
And he, I, it's now a week ago, I think, some, somewhere close to that. And he's still talking about it. He's still talking about it. He's still talking about our power outage that we had five plus years ago. So it's not a matter of him forgetting something or saying, okay, here it is and I'm done. That's not how it works with him. It, it's, Every time I think about how to keep him from doing something or redirecting him from a task or from these words, I think about when he was very young and I saw him going through these emotions and he was crying and he was upset while he was watching this uh, video, he kept taking it back to the same spot and he would watch it over and over and over again. And he had the same reactions. Same things were happening, same reactions, same to all of that. And so I got him out of the situation. We played some things. We ate a snack. We, you know, did all these activities and it was probably an hour plus. Then I let him have his tablet back again. Soon as I gave him back his tablet, he went right back. <laughs> Somehow, he's always been able to do it, right back to that same video, same place. And he cried in those same emotions for another 20 or 30 minutes after I'd given it back, after it had had us, you know, had the break in between he still needed to get through those emotions. So yes, I have to figure out how to help him with those repetitive behaviors, but he's also processing it. And it's not settled in his brain. And that's the part that I have to find out, figure out, help him with, is how to settle that moment in his brain. It, you know, he, for someone that doesn't know time very well, like if he looks at the clock, he's just now learning how to kind of tell time. But for somebody that doesn't know time, he knows it. He can sense, he can tell, he has this just way about him to be able to tell time. This in itself is is one of those things that, kind of causes some of that ripple effect of those emotions, those things that he has to repeat, has to have control over. And I really don't know that it's it's just about the vocalization of that, whatever it is. Uh, because I feel that a lot of times it's the way he's processing how to grow, how to change, how to get there and make it like his realization of why he's not going to school on a Saturday and a Sunday. And so he knows his days of the week. I have to almost say that he can tell when it's five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock, etc. Because of the way he feels about things and it like right now when we're going through and um the days are getting longer so it's lighter he's very confused about um 
confused is probably the wrong word because I think he's he's got a grasp of it, but he's trying to rationalize through that at five o'clock it's no longer dark. That at five o'clock it is now still light and it's not nighttime like he always references. He thinks he says it's nighttime when it's not nighttime, it's still daytime. But that's how he's processing it. And so at five o'clock, he goes through this scenario almost any time that he's looking outside or seeing that it's still bright outside in the five o'clock range. So I don't know that it's necessarily something that, you know, he's repeating that information, but he's also trying to grasp how it affects him or how it affects our days. And so it's not something he can just switch off when he's trying to learn and he's trying to process it. It's it's hard to know when something is an obsession or something is so much of a repetitive behavior that it's trapping him into a moment and not allowing him to move forward. So we have to shut that down and then say, okay, go forward. We can't talk about blue pants anymore. We can't talk about the weather or whatever moment it is that's causing him to have so much stress. That's the difference when it's causing him to have those almost like panic attacks or those routine moments where it is just too much for him to handle. It's a lot for me to handle because I don't know how to handle it. I don't know the answers. I just have the emotions. I just know that if I don't stop him talking about XYZ, sometimes it's going to send him into a meltdown. Other times, it's a learning curve for him and it's a process for him and it's a process for me. I don't always get it right even when I think I know which one is a meltdown and which one is the learning curve. It's it's hard to tell. It's hard to say this is what's happening. This is what's happening and I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I know my goal is to keep him out of the meltdown zone. That is my goal. That is one of the hardest things sometimes for me to remember that, you know, I am helping him to keep him into this zone, this part where he's not oversensitive, over, you know, thinking, just like me, I overthink it all. But trying to keep him in that moment where he's calm. We do a lot of breathing. We do a lot of, you know, counting to 10 exercises, trying um, to move, doing not only like uh, the, the counting exercise, the visual exercises, but the physical exercises, trying to find ways to like distract his body in those moments that are causing him stress and duress. I'm learning, 
he's learning. We're growing together. <coughs> we're growing. <coughs> excuse me. We're growing together and finding what works for him, for me. Part of our journey uh, is I write about it every single day. Um, I've been doing this for years and years and years, and I have written a book uh, putting all of those days together. Um, I The book that I've published is called uh, three, uh, 365 Days of Autism. And the one that I started with is our 2017 year. And I have all the years forward that will be published. Uh, putting together as books, but it's 365 days of autism and you can get that on Amazon or reach out to me and I'll be happy to uh, give you more information on it. You can connect with me on uh, Facebook at Sweet Baby O. I also have Sweet Baby O Designs on Facebook where we uh, paint together. Owen and I have been painting together for years. He helps me paint the backgrounds with a hand-over-hand method working on his fine motor skills. And then I paint the rest. And so that's part of our journey. That's part of what we do together. And part of working on his his fine, fine motor skills has given me something that I never imagined. I had never painted really before I started painting with him. And now I paint every day. He paints with me every couple days, but it's given me so much to be able to share that journey with my son. You can also reach us on our website. It's sweetbabyo.com. You can reach there. Um, There's an email address and everything. Uh, And I share our daily blog and our paintings and different information about things that are coming up with us or that we're working on. So definitely check that out. And if you have any questions or if there's things that you would like me to focus on in future uh, podcasts, please let me know. At the beginning of the show and at the end here, you're going to hear the rest of the song called Down This Road. It is written by Marcus Oglesby with the band Creek Don't Rise. And it's about our journey with autism. And it just highlights a lot of my emotions written in the song, I can tell you. Uh, And it's truly part of our journey, but so many others have related to it uh, just in in many other ways when you hear the song you'll you'll understand but I thank you for being on this journey with us and I thank you for you know being a constant supporter and and understanding and learning and growing with us about autism and that's the thing you know I always say autism wasn't important to me until autism was important to me and that's you know it's it's part of my journey as much as it is with Owen so I truly thank you for being with us and I hope you have a great rest of your day life ain't always what we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on me Take my hand down this road
my hand down this road understand I understand you don't understand the way I am when you cry and I don't know why make you smile when you cry where this road will lead nobody knows just come with me and let's see just how far it goes take my hand take my little hand Walk with me, and if you can understand, I didn't plan for this road I'm on, but here I stand. And life ain't always what we thought it would be. Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on me Take my hand Down this road Take my hand Down this road Take my hand